All right, so today we're going to um, uh, talk about uh, burned out hypnotist, kind of what I promised on this. It's very short to the point thing today, and it'll be followed up next week, and we'll have some fun with this. And um, I can't wait to get feedback and hear your thoughts. All right, number one, I always start with this. Uh, it's a quote of mine, actually, the paradox of knowledge is when, you, you, when we know something, it's impossible to imagine what it's like not to know it. So what you know, so you fail to communicate, so what you, not to know what you know, so you fail to communicate at the levels you need to, right? That's where this comes up in today's little talk. So that's my paradox of knowledge. You know, when you know something, it's hard for you to imagine people not knowing it. So you assume everybody knows it. So you're, your talk level goes up a couple of uh, levels, so people may or may not understand you. And uh, it's very interesting, right? Those of us been to college uh, or in any school or a seminar uh, have had that experience where you're sitting there and you can tell the person knows what they're talking about, but they're sharing stuff at a level most people can't comprehend. So as always, I always start this and a teaching tool if you're going to do seminars is always give your contact info, uh, nfnlp.com or drwillhorton.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, things like that, TikTok, YouTube, you know, all of them, Facebook. Uh, so I hope you follow me and have some fun with this. Cool. Uh, so here we go. Uh, today, always start with ask yourself, what can I learn new today? right? What can I learn new today? How can I apply this info in every area of my life, personally, professionally? And as always, because this is important to me, how can I enjoy this class, right? And have some fun with it. So why do we burn out, you know? So why do we burn out? Uh, you know, so the first question would be, are you burned out because your practice is not going the way you want, right? That's a big one. You may, you know, you, 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 you know, you might have to take a side hustle, as they call it now, or things are going on and it's not going the way you want, right? Are you bored with the topic? This can happen a lot if you've been in the field a long time, right? And a lot, or are you kind of burned out because you have no real goals, where you want your practice to go, or your business, what do you want to do, right? And that can burn you out, you know, because if you don't have a goal, a target, as my friend on this call, Captain Billy would say, uh, you need two things to get started on any, any, any trip. Uh, a, you need where you are right now, you know, where are you on the map? And, and we can triangulate that and figure out where you are. And then you got to figure out where are you going? And then you can plot the path to get there. And there's a lot of ways to get there. But if you don't know those two things, you kind of just wander aimlessly around the ocean in his case or wherever it happens to be. So do you have clear goals? And also people get burned out because they have no ability to be flexible. Again, if you've been in the business a long time, that can happen. And it could be where your, where your success sabotages you. Well, this used to work. Why isn't it working anymore? Right? And if we've all experienced one thing in the last almost two years now, right, uh, is everything changed. What used to work doesn't work. You know, things like that. So unless, so are you stuck, to put it in a nutshell, and want to end the year on a bang? 
you know, maybe use this next, uh, we got basically two, oh, you know, a little over a week, 10 days before the new year starts to uh, end this year on a bang, even if it's just to refocus where your mind is and where you want to go, all right? So let's jump in at this. So the three reasons I promised you in my, when I put this thing out, the top three reasons we fail and burn out, right? Number one is the paradox of knowledge. I'm guilty of this, right? I'm, I try to focus and, and stay pretty good at teaching people at the level they can understand, like the, the new people versus the advanced. You know, I always use my wife's friend, uh, Tito, who's a uh, world famous trapeze artist and he coaches people in trapeze uh, and it's coming back. But I've seen him work with people that like, will probably never get on the trapeze again. They're just there, they want to experience it. I've seen him help people like that. And then I've seen him turn around and help people um, that are professionals at this and they want to go to the next level, right? So that's the number one reason I think uh, people can, can begin to fail and burn out, right? Because uh, if this happens, if you have the paradox of knowledge, uh, it will affect all areas of your business, right? Whether it's a practice, any kind of business. Or you have SOS, shiny object syndrome, right? Our field is so diverse and so cool. And now with the internet and everything, all this information at our fingertips, there are so many cool things to study. And we can go down different, as my wife calls it, the rabbit hole, right? And the next thing you know, you've lost maybe minutes, maybe hours, maybe days, right? So do you have the shiny object syndrome? And I'm guilty of all these things, right? Uh, do you have you do you lose sight of the commander's intent? Do you have a commander's intent? Right. We're going to go over these three today. And then next week, we'll talk about the success model. Right. And actually, for those that wonder, I'm actually naturally, as you think about this, you'll easily see that I'm setting you up for where I want you to go. Right. Uh, so what is the one thing or mistake 90% of all hypnotists, NLPers, therapists in general? I just did a marketing uh, thing last week for a mental health center. And they're expanding. They got a grant. They brought me in to teach marketing. And, you know, uh, it, which, which is sometimes the universe steps in when you pray, meditate, and open yourself up. You know, I'd set this thing up a few months ago, and it helped me refocus everything I want to do, right? So, so what is the one thing or mistake most of us make? And again, it's the paradox of knowledge. Because we know something, it's impossible to imagine what it's like not to know it. So you fail to communicate at the levels you need to, right? When you're trying to sell someone, when you're trying to get a client, when you're trying to get a network going, right? You're, you're operate at the wrong knowledge level, right? Um, can you make it simple? We'll talk about that. And I'll talk about later on as we get into this, uh, two of the most famous uh, things that reshaped businesses and if not the world, uh, it's, it's the economy, stupid, and the low-cost airline. Why these things are so powerful. So if that's the number one reason, what about the shiny object syndrome? And I'm guilty as charged in this. There's so many areas we could study. We lose the forest for the trees, right? Um, we go down these rabbit holes, which may or may not help us grow. I was just talking to my wife. Does the, 
you know, can you ask when you're looking at taking a class, even stuff I pitch you, when you're taking a class, uh, uh, you even, I guess even buying a book, unless you're buying it just for enjoyment, that's different. But will this seminar, this class, this conference help you get closer to your goal, right? Which we'll, we'll focus on the next one. You know, we're like practice building, money, health. Will what you're doing help you get there or distract from it? You know, uh, can you easily, well, I didn't have my camera on. There I am, hey, with my Christmas shirt. Uh, can you use this easily? So if you're gonna learn something, that's great. Can you begin to take it right from the seminar, from the workshop, whatever you're doing, or a conference, and actually begin to use it to help you get to that goal, whatever it is? Um, I think it's kind of fun, uh, right? Um, let me put it up here for now. Uh, you ever notice the guys and gals that show off jets, cars, that laptop lifestyle uh, are selling you crap, right? I just why I'm on Facebook a lot. I post and things, and I see all these one like guys getting out of um, like a Rolls Royce limo and going to his private jet and all that, and it's to sell you a coaching course, right? Uh, and there's a bunch of those out there, right? Um, the only reason I bring that up, it's cool. It's I like some of them. I think they're cool, uh, and I've known people that went and spent tens of thousands of dollars for some of these things, and especially if they're trained in NLP and hypnosis, they come back going, eh. But I compare and contrast that with the truly, truly successful people, right? They don't show off their lifestyle. You don't see Zuckerberg getting on one of his uh, several private planes or Musk, or even in our world, Tony Robbins, right? Yes, he's got a, at least one, if not more private planes, flies his helicopter, he loves to collect these fancy cars, all this other stuff. He does not, uh, you know, he does not flash it off. You know, that's the people that are trying to sell you something, which goes to the shiny object syndrome. It gets your attention, shiny object, ooh, squirrel, and then you're off and running. So I'm guilty of this. Plus two, there's just so many cool areas we could study, right? Um, and in fact, this last year, I was uh, a couple of people I was working with would call me and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I was beginning to add this information to my repertoire again, if you will. And I said, will that help, will that help you get to your goal, right? Will that help you get to your goal? Whatever, and I knew what their goal was. And, and can you use this easily, right? It's cool information. How useful is it? In your, in your real world? How useful is it in the real world? So it's just something to begin to think about. So do you go down the rabbit hole of the shiny object syndrome, right? Okay. So ask yourself those questions. Can you use it easily? Will this class, seminar, book, uh, course, whatever it is you're doing, help you get closer to that goal, right? Uh, yes, and I always preface it with there's certain things you're going to do just for fun. That's great, you know, but when it comes to your business, will it help you, you know? And again, look for the traps in the shiny object syndrome, right? You, have you lost the commander's intent, you know? There's a saying, plans, outlines, whatever it is, uh, it, at least in the military, may be great. But they rarely 
in fact, never survive first contact with the enemy. Right? And I would say our business plans, even though I know if you're going to try to get a, that's why like uh, some of the people I like that build businesses will say, you know, if you're getting a loan, you got to have this detailed five-year business plan. You know, when any true entrepreneur tell you that's great, it can help you focus. It rarely will go that way. Clients don't do exactly what, well, I'm going to run this ad and get 20 clients. You run the ad, you get zilch. The crickets are in the background, right? So it didn't survive contact with the enemy, right? And so, so if you think about it, you got to get a commander's intent, right? Same with your business, like I said, business plan, military, sales models, people that teach a sales model. Unless they teach you how to be flexible at the beginning, it's not really useful because the clients aren't going to always do what you want. It's one of my big complaints with people that teach this supposedly waking hypnosis. Then they'll say, like, if you do this, this will happen. It may happen. It may not happen. Right. Uh, so and so lessons from the military. Right. Um, they always begin to point out the military has learned and they've adapted. Right. Is when they're going on a mission, whatever the mission is, they break it down into the simplest common denominator that any soldier, sailor, airman, or Marine can understand that they can do, right? I've heard a lot of different stories about it and it's, it's really pretty cool, right? So if you're, no, you're, you know, and at the high level, sometimes what we get stuck at when I said the paradox of knowledge, we're operating up here at this high level, you know, that the, the mission is to, you know, destroy Al-Qaeda and do this, this, and this, right? Which is great. But, you know, if you're an E4 and E5 on the ground, well, that's not as applicable as when it breaks down through the chain of command, it gets down and the, you know, the captain or the, the company commander might go, well, our job is to secure this village. That's it. That's our job. Now, everybody in there, if the captain dies, you know, the commander of that unit dies, the boat, the boat CO kicks off, they know what to do next, right? And so they begin to make it very simple. So it can start at this big thing, but as it comes down, it could be something that we can all do, right? There's a great, it was a meme. And uh, one of the guys I heard this from said, and it's from World War II and it's from the military. And it was from the Battle of the Bulge, right? And, and they kind of tweaked it around, but basically it shows this soldier burned out, right? Um, uh, you know, the Germans are overrunning everything. Soldiers are scrambling to figure out what it is. Um, and, you know, because they had, a, as, as people would say, a high flu, high flu, high thought process uh, uh, mission, right? And the one that had the simplest mission, because it was done by their commander who happened to be there at the Battle of the Bulge, a general, which is, um, it was the 101st Airborne, right? And his thing will be, we will hold this ground. We will never surrender. They, they, it stops here. It stops here. And there's a cool meme out there about like some, some you know, young like e, E4, E5 here in the military. Some people are standing there. And he goes, if you want a safe, safe place to be, get behind me. I'm the 101st Airborne. The Germans stop here. Right? And then everybody digs in and does their mission. Right? And it has to be the ability to be flexible and to be somewhat fast and adapt to the situation at hand, right? And again, the secret to the commander's intent is, and if you're going to adapt this for your business, 
What is your mission? What, what, what do you want? Right? Underneath it all, doom. And how can you build on that? Right? Uh, I always talk about the Princeton study, which ties into this, in my opinion. Um, those of you that know it, bear with me, but it's the one where they, Princeton University, they took the uh, theology students who all want to be whatever you want to call it, ministers, preacher, I don't remember, but they want to be, you know, ministers, they're in theology. And so they give them the mission to go teach uh, about the Good Samaritan. Great, great thing, right? And so they got to review the Good Samaritan, you know, the story where uh, you know, all the people, the minute, you know, the, I can't pronounce it, but uh, they walk by, all these people walk by the injured man, right? And it was someone actually from a different tribe, if you will, is the only one to stop and help the person that needed the help, you know? The politicians, to put it in current terms, the politicians didn't, the, 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 the ministers didn't. It was just a normal guy who was the good Samaritan to help that person. So all these ministers in training are excited. They get to go talk about it. And then they're given the thing, well, here's your place to go talk. Oh, we're sorry. You're going to have to run to get there because it's going to be close. You might be a couple minutes late, but they'll wait for you. So they're all running across the campus to get there and, and to give the, the, the message on the good Samaritan. And unbeknownst to them, the actual thing of the study was from the psych department. Uh, they got the theater people to uh, play people that were in distress to be in the person's way as they were going toward the goal. Great. And every person would not stop to help the person that was in need, whether they were crying, whether they were asking for help, whether they were that, including a couple of people literally stepped over someone to get up into the building to teach the message. So they kind of, they lost it, if you will, right? They lost it. So it's kind of an interesting study, right? So the secret to application of your commander's intent is to boil it down to one simple statement, right? And especially when you have a lot of information, a lot of things that you can do with that, you know, uh, to take a lesson from G um, Jim Carvel, uh, the brains behind Bill Clinton becoming president. Uh, you know, they had Bill Clinton, who's brilliant. He's a Rhodes Scholar, right? I don't think he ever got a, a grade other than an A in his life. Uh, plus, he's a brilliant man. And a policy wonk, as they call it. I mean, he could get into details and, and this and that, right? And that's what he would do, right? And during the 1992 thing, election, uh, you know, there were a lot of things going on. The economy was kind of mired down. We we're just coming out of war. Other things were going on. And, you know, President Bush at the time, the first Bush was kind of talking about what's going on. Uh, Ross Perot started pitching the idea of a balanced budget. And Bill Clinton kept saying, I've been talking about that for years. I should be talking about it. Well, his, his you know, Jim Carvel used to say, if you talk about three things, no one remembers anything, right? And, he, and they boiled it down to everything coming out of that campaign was it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid, right? To focus on the economy, right? And of course, Bill Clinton wanted to talk about the balanced budget and he finally got it through his head that 90% of the people don't really understand how that would help me today when inflation's high, you know, I'm not getting the hours I want. Okay, great. You could talk about a balanced budget. I need to put food in the refrigerator, make my car payment, da, 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 da. People could relate to that. Kind of goes back to 1980 when Reagan was running, 
where it boiled down to one sentence. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? Right? And every time Reagan would say that would be in there, you know, and Bill Clinton, it's, he wouldn't say it's the economy stupid, but everything was about that same idea. It's the economy. Uh, Southwest Airlines, uh, the, the, I think his name, Jim Keller, uh, was the CEO for a long time, the one that really exploded growth. And he would always say, I could teach you my business model in 30 seconds, which is we are the low cost airline. End of story. Right. And he would give examples like someone would come to him, one of his marketers, one of his researchers, someone come to him. Hey, we found out the clients, you know, our flyers want like an entree on the cross country flight or the long flights, like from Tampa to Los Angeles or Tampa to Vegas, these long flights. Right. And so maybe if we offered them like, you know, a sandwich or something like that, right? Good idea, right? But he would always look at them and how does this help us maintain the position as the low cost airline? If it doesn't, it went by the wayside, right? Uh, so, you know, those are a couple of good examples. There are more, right? But those are the ones that if you begin to think about it, what is your intent, right? What's your intent for what you want your business to do, your practice, your business, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're doing. And you can use this to drive your focus and desire, right? Because once you begin to get this kind of clear in your head, it begins to flip what I call your inner wanderer, that part of you that wants to do everything for everyone, right? To realizing getting this one simple idea down, it's the economy stupid, the low cost airline, you know, uh, Suncoast Hypnosis, your one-stop weight loss center, right? Whatever it is, it will give you what you truly desire, which is the maybe the financial freedom, build the business to help other people. We're helpers, you know, we want to do this, right? And so, and this can help focus us backwards also too, to realize, you know, if someone is a hypnotist, someone's coming to you for, for weight loss, they don't give a shit about weight loss. They don't give a crap about who you are and what you do. You know, I've, and I, you know, we want to show them our certificates and our background and all this really cool stuff and talk about hypnosis. They want to lose weight, end of story. And they want it in the easiest, effortless way possible. If you keep your message on that task, you will get more people. You know, it's not about your hypnosis and having a thousand and one techniques, right? Next week, I'll talk about, you know, contrary to what people think, Having options gets people to take no action, right? It's like, you know, it's counterintuitive, right? But having too many options gives people the brain freeze. They don't do anything, right? And again, you know, it's, it's your clients don't care, you know? Um, and I always, I, I'll use the example of Tony Robbins, uh, the most successful self-development guy in, in the history. Uh, he's up there with, in, in, with, with all of them, right? He never, he, he would talk a little bit at the beginning about NLP, but he, I've heard him talk where he talked about uh, people want solutions. They don't care how they get the solution, you know? And he also understood with what he was doing, they wanted entertainment, they wanted flash, they wanted this. So he brought all that together, right? 
But anyway, and he never tried to get into a war of credentials, which I see people do in the hypnosis and NLP community, right? Right. And his thing was, I have a PhD in results, which I thought was funny, right? But can you boil your thing down into one simple statement that that you that can drive everything that you do? And it kind of ripples from that. It's economy stupid, or it's you know you're the one-stop uh, trauma relief center, right? And then everything you do will will feed off of that. Like you're going to take a seminar class, will it help me do that? Yes or no, right? It's a cool subject. It may be kind of nice, but it's going to take up and eat up brain space, which I don't want to do right now. Um, so next week, we're going to talk about uh, a success model, right? And how to, how to use that to help, to help you grow to the next level. But first, you got to realize where you're stuck and what you're doing. So if you're going to follow me on this for next week, do you, do you have a clear intent of what you want? What, what do you want your practice to, to look like? Now you're gonna start at the high level, like the generals, right? The admirals that are designing the, the, the battle plan, right? But you're also the company commander that's gotta implement this stuff, right? Yeah, you know, I, winning the hearts and minds of the people is a good idea, but at this level, how are we gonna do that, right? You, know, you wanna build this nice practice, bring hypnosis to the general population, do all this stuff, great. But at this level, maybe I just need to build my build, fill out my uh, appointment book, right? And and do that, right? Uh, you know, change the world one person at a time. Whatever it is, we 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 can drop it down. And so, coming soon, uh, <clears throat> an all new uh, practice building and business building course. You know, history will be made with this kind of thing, right? Because practice builders, a couple of them I know, beg me not to do it at the price I'll offer it at. You know, because once I hit the target number of clients I, I want, I'll close the training, never offer it again. As some of you know, I'm kind of transitioning my business and interests and things like that. You know, because the clients I walked through this process in the last, especially in the last two years during this COVID thing, has said it paid them back a thousand times over, right? In the first few months. So your only question you're gonna ask yourself, do you wanna stay stuck? And miserable or move on. That's it. I don't, you know, it's your choice, right? But this is a shortcut, as the current buzzword is hack. They're still using that, right? And I don't want you to feel that regret, right? So, um, so just something to think about, right? And so, and again, you know, as you're thinking about this, what's your commander's intent? You know, a simple statement, boil it down to as simple that you can do, use, right? that can drive everything that you do, right? Uh, and think about all the times you've got lost in shiny object syndrome, all these cool classes that may or may not really help you get to where you want to go, right? And does your vast knowledge and experience hold you back, you know? Or does your early success kind of sabotage you? Because it worked in the past, why doesn't it work now? And again, when you think about this, if the last two years have shown us anything. It's that everything changes in a heartbeat, right? And, you know, I've got caught up in it as many of us have, right? So, uh, so that's my thing. First level is to, to begin to develop. 
I'm going to stop the recording now and ask questions, take some questions. These will be fast and friendly.